Well, welcome to this episode of the For the Kingdom, Not the Brand podcast, and today is going to be a little bit of a change of pace with me more or less doing a recap of my freshman year of college, um, essentially going over the things that went wrong, right, and everything in between. Um, I also hope that any high schoolers listening in can also learn from this episode, and um, I think that a lot of things went right during my first year of college, and I think it was mostly based on the Lord humbling me over and over again, especially with the circumstances that I had um, during the school year and also before the school year. Um, I won't get too far into detail, but anyone who knows me personally understands the various struggles that I went through during the latter end of my senior year. Um, After my baptism, I I really felt like my intimacy with God grew more, and it was a necessary step of obedience in my faith and and the Lord broke me greatly in the time afterwards with me not being able to go to church as often as I wanted to. Um, I was humbled with not getting into the schools I thought I was able to get into, but I was blessed in the same way by getting into the school I now currently attend, which is University of Wisconsin-Madison. Um, and the Lord used this overall season, dare dare I say, in my life to uh, also remind me of the necessity of humility and that my worth is not in anything but Him, and He is the ultimate gift and so, um, and since I couldn't attend church every single uh, Sunday during the latter of my senior year, and I couldn't, I couldn't really attend any youth groups um, as often as I wanted to, I think the Lord really used that time in my life to give me this idea that as soon as I moved to Wisconsin, I would find a church immediately to get plugged in, and that was my plan. And I spent a decent, I spent a decent bit of the summer trying to look for churches. I. And I initially planned to go to a certain church here in Madison, and that plan didn't necessarily go into fruition since I ended up at a different church. And this was much smaller than the other church that I initially planned to go to. Um, and I found that that wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, I mostly wanted to go to the initial church that I planned to because it matched the large kind of community style that I was used to back in Georgia. Um, and. And so obviously that changed because a leader from the college ministry of Doxa, Dylan, um, and so um, he he was the one who reached out to me in the first uh, weekend that I was in Wisconsin, and it would be later that he would end up being he would end up as my C group leader and also one of my close friends here in here in uh, old Madison, Wisconsin, um, and it was also on the first uh, Sunday service where I met most of my future close friends here um, and I tried to explore around the other on-campus ministries here in UW-Madison but nothing really matched exactly what I was looking for and I didn't really connect to that much with any of them and um, I, I genuinely felt like Doxa Church and Salt Company were really the only ministries where I generally fit in well um, and I think the main concern that I had was the size of Doxa, but now looking back, it was just me being immature in my knowledge of proper church growth and maturity. Um, having a large church doesn't necessarily mean that your church is healthy and truly growing. If there isn't proper leadership and proper preaching that adheres to biblical truth, then you're simply in a crowd on, on Sundays and not a church. And I think it was on that first Sunday service where I heard a real expository sermon for the first time and that really hooked me into the service for sure because it wasn't just this blanket view of scripture that points back to us. It was purely just scripture that points. Well, it was a sermon that pointed back to Christ and also one that 
ultimately exhorts us to basically fulfill the mission that God has given us. Um, and I, th I think another thing that went right was joining Salt Company. And I'll try not to make this an ad for Salt Company. Um, and so, so it's, it was, uh, no, I joined a connection group during the uh, kickoff night that we had at Salt Company, uh, which was the first day of school, if I remember correctly. Um, and I got really plugged in. Um, and I, w I was discipled well by my connection group leaders. And I made lasting friendships at Salt Company at all grade levels. And, you know, for the first time in my life, I was actually able to be discipled and attend services pretty much unhindered. And I was able to really enjoy my time in my church family. And I felt at home, even though I was, I was way too far up north for my own good, um, especially with the weather. Ugh, yikes. Um, so, um, and <laughs> anyway, um, I think my love for God's word um, and also ministry just grew in general. And with the guidance of my pastors and some of the other guys in my life, um, I, I applied to be a C group leader for the 2022 uh, year. And the interview and application process was very thorough. And um, although it was a necessary part of me building, building relationships with um, a handful of staff at Docs, and also um, they, they were more or less, well, they were really just trying to make sure that I was um, truly ready to be a leader. And growing in my knowledge of God's word and also applying it to my life was another necessary part of my journey in Madison. Um, even though the season of doubt and searching that I had was tough, especially with the odd adoption, the very odd adoption of the Pentecostal gentleman I've uh, talked about in the past, I really dove into theology and into the Word to really test what that guy really said about you know salvation, tongues, and even about him claim, claim, claiming to be an apostle. And I mean, it's ridiculous really looking back to see how little I knew before I moved here, but it was just another way that God reminded me that I didn't know everything and the rest of my life is going to involve constant growth and getting to know him. Um, no, and, and it's just also just growing in maturity as a Christian was a result of an amalgamation of the various life circumstances that I had in Wisconsin. And I think the Lord really used the people in my life to show me what true like true like biblical love is especially when i felt hurt or when i didn't really feel like it now love covers a multitude of sins and it took a lot of humility at times to reach out to people or to really sit down with them to really confess to them the unforgiveness that i held on for so long or various other topics that i refused to bring up because i wanted to avoid conflict um another aspect of the maturity side of my growth as a christian was being on mission wherever i went there were many situations where I was prompted to bring people to Salt Company Sunday services, or just share, or or to just share the gospel to them, and and the Lord humbled me in those situations in various ways. Um, I shared, I was able to share the gospel with a homeless guy. Um, I believe it was two days ago, um, and in another time, I shared I shared the gospel to another classmate of mine who had questions as to why Christians were so against homosexuality. And I was able to share the gospel and my testimony to her and just, you know, the Christian view of any kind of sexuality in general. Um, and although I haven't seen her in months, I now understand the process of really letting, you know, gospel seeds be planted. Um, I, I, think I, heard, I think I heard from Pastor Tony Wood of Mission Bible Church in California that we walk in obedience, but the Lord ultimately provides the outcome and the duty given to me was to plant gospel seeds in those people's hearts and if it takes years for them to fully grasp to fully grasp uh, grasp 
the, the gospel and be saved, and I need to really trust God with that. I mean, it took me months of going to church with a good friend of mine and his family to finally understand the gospel and, no, I finally repent to believe. And I'm sure that my friend Jet, who, who, who really took time to lead me to the Lord, was probably really frustrated at times of me not understanding the gospel, but it was surely worth it when he sat next to me the very moment that I gave my life to Christ. Um, and I believe it was Spurgeon who said that even bringing one sinner to Christ is worth it. And obviously that isn't his, no, quote uh, of verbatim, but I think you get the gist of the message. Um, and I do have two more things to point out um, in terms of my growth as a Christian, um, and they were namely the ways that I did devotion and my understanding of singleness. Um, I think that for the longest time, I felt like I needed to get into the Word as much as possible or else God would not ever give me favor that day, as you know, crazy as crazy that may sound. Um, while, yes, we should get into the Word in some capacity, and it is a necessary part of our daily lives, there is a point in time where we end up, and I'm saying this as, cautiously as I can, legalistic. Um, our salvation is not based on how many chapters or how long we read in a day. Um, and as we dive into scripture, we should really be looking for the character attributes of God and exalting Christ in scripture. And that doesn't mean that we should, or like, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that we can't look for certain passages or, or verses that pertain to certain topics in our lives that we're really searching after or really, you know, struggling over, like feeling lonely when we're single or or just struggling with lust. But we should be growing in our reverence for the Lord by knowing more of his righteous jealousy, his love, his wrath, his holiness, his mercy, his sovereignty, and more so. Um, and uh, finally, the singleness aspect of my growth is still growing, especially when it comes to the contentment part. But I've had amazing friends and mentors around me that have helped me in that aspect of my life. And understanding that my contentment and worth is found in Christ alone has been one of the most amazing, yet also one of the more humbling experiences in my day-to-day -day life. Um, Luke chapter 2, uh, verses 25, 38 have been especially pivotal in my understanding of contentment in the Lord as I'm still single. Uh, just recognizing the content that Simeon had at the temple when he held Jesus, who was only a baby at the time, you know, it's just... It really amazes me every time I read it. Um, you know, uh, his humility and praise, you know, it just almost always seems to break me down when he says it. Verse 29 30, I think. Um, he says, Now, Master, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised, for my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a life of revelation to the Gentiles, and glory to your people Israel. And the end of the prophetess in that same section praises God and tells, and tells a people in temple about Jesus as they were looking forward to to the redemption of Israel in temple, and you know those verses, um, you know they they really remind me of the hymn by Keith and Kristen Getty, um, and the hymn is called um, I think it's called My Worth Is Not in What I Own, and just thinking about the verses or the lyrics per se of that song really break me down. Um, and the lyrics that I tend to hold on to the most are, are, I rejoice in my Redeemer, greatest treasure, wellspring of my soul, and I will trust in him no other. My soul is satisfied in him alone. And I know the first, um, I know the first Corinthians uh, chapter seven has definitely helped as well, but there is a need at times to recognize stories of people in scripture being fully content in the Lord. And I know that's been another very important 
part of just growing in my singleness. And, well, that's all I have for you today. As Steve Lawson would say, blessings to you, and I'll catch y'all in the next episode Well, well, where I'll be talking about fashion and modesty again. So uh, that's going to be uh, – I don't really know how, how, how that exactly is going to go, but, I mean, I'm definitely going to give a shout-out to, to – uh, I think it was – Four or three of my friends at the bonfire last night who 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 more or less I kind of suggested that I should do that again so yeah so I'll catch y'all in the next one peace